It's season four here at On The Path and we're having a blast, but we're about to take this party to the next level. I invited a heavyweight. She actually, check this out. That's right, y'all. The one and only Erica Campbell, one half of the powerhouse that is Mary Mary. Y'all know Shackles. Now blazing a trail as a solo artist. We're talking four Grammy Awards, NAACP Image Awards, two American Music Awards, Stellar Awards, Dove Awards, the list goes on. And now she's blazing a trail as an actress. I sit down with the one and only Erica Campbell and we talk about her life. We talk about the rock bottom moments of her life. Life, the phone call that changed her life and what she's learned coming out of it. You do not want to miss probably the most encouraging, inspiring conversation I've had. She is a absolute powerhouse available on all podcast platforms. Stream it into the castle, watch it on Yes TV, and I will see you on the path. You're listening to On the Path Podcast with Cheryl Nemhart, brought to you by Fight for Freedom. Follow Cheryl Nemhard on all social media platforms. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of On the Path. I am so excited to have you with me. As I always say, with us, we are in the classroom of life, y'all. We are learning not just from our mountaintop experiences, because that's great and good, but we learn in the valley, in the rock bottom moments of our life. It's in the trials of our lives that we are shaped and we are strengthened. And we have amazing storytellers and teachers along the way who are willing to share from the lessons of their life. And let me tell you, if we have had teachers, we have a university professor at this point. We have someone who has been through a journey of God's hand and has seen the ups and the downs. And I would consider her actually an absolute warrior. Uh, she is resilient in so many ways. And actually it was one of the first things I said to her when I had the privilege of meeting her, we bumped into each other. I won't say where, <laughs> but we bumped into each other. And I told her that her resiliency is what moved me the most. I can't wait for you to hear about our next guest. We have the one and only Erica Campbell in the building. And let me tell you about her. If you don't know who she is, uh, I would say you're living on a, a rock, but you know what? All love. You will get to know who she is here in Canada. She is a multi award winning gospel artist. She's a speaker and a songwriter who in recent years has added actress to the list. Can't wait to talk about that. And many of you have been tracking with her since 1998 when she and her younger sister, Tina, formed the powerhouse gospel group, Mary Mary. Oh, now it's ringing some bells, I'm sure. Since 2013, Erica has gone solo and she has been blowing up the charts since then. She's been nominated and has won multiple awards, uh, including Stellar Awards, the Dove Awards. She's won four Grammys, multiple NAACP Image Awards. The list goes on two American Music Awards. And she is just getting started, y'all. But if you ask her above all these things, she'll tell you what matters most to her is that she's a loving wife and a loving mother, and she is putting family first. And that's another reason why I love her. Would you please put your hands together for the one and only Erica Campbell? Hello, hello. Erica. Gosh, what an introduction. Goodness gracious. Thank you for that. Let me tell you, straight goods. I practiced that for years. I was like, if I ever get her on the show, we're going to go all out. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be here. 
Oh, Erica, what a joy to have you here with me. And the whole idea is that we're just, we're being real. It's real talk. It's, it's authentic. And one of the things I love about you is that you use the stories of your life to teach. I, I call people like you, people that are broken open. You can be like broken down, broken up in uh-huh. pieces, but you break open, you, you pour out of your pain and your stuff and you use it in your songs, you use it in your teaching. I would love to know, um, I would say if someone who's a world changer has a story that changed their world first, tell us a little bit about, um, the life that shaped you, Erica. Hmm. The life that shaped me was, it was, it was great. It was chaotic at times, confusing at times, Mm. but there was always God. And even when it didn't feel good, I always knew that I was something. I didn't know what that something was, but I knew that there was something that God was doing from the lessons that I learned. Things like my mom telling me my whole life, you don't go through for you. You don't go through for nothing. God is always going to use it. Um, and that's how she described all things working together for the good, not necessarily always for my good, but sometimes it's for someone else's good. The lesson, you know, the, the fact that God has brought you through, allowed you to learn and grow and make it on the other side. That's the testimony that someone else, um, receives. Um, that's something that maturity helps you to appreciate as you get older, because, you know, when you're younger, you're still like, but I I still don't, I still don't know why. Okay. I still don't know why I had to go through that. God, um, but as I pay more attention to the songs that the father allows me to write, and whether it's with my sister or my husband or whomever, mm-hmm. um, there's always hope. There's always this resiliency. I, I appreciate you for using that word that tells you you've got to hang in there. You've got to get to the other side of this. You've got to see what God is doing. And I grew up in a church where that's, it was such an encouraging place. I feel like my pastor, who was also my uncle, said, you can make it every service. You can make it. You're going to be all right. God's got your back. Mm. don't worry. Mm. You know, you're going to make it through this. I heard that my whole life. So when I started facing things, I heard it, but sometimes it would take longer than I wanted it to, but I still believed it because it was so deeply rooted. And so that's how you get songs like, you know, in the morning, you'll be all right. Or even shackles, a little more Jesus and all those things that don't talk about how great I am, but his ability to bring us through. Mm. And, you know, whether it's having seven siblings, moving a lot, being in a two bedroom apartment, but still being my family was most of the choir. Like if the Atkins family (laughs) didn't show up, the soprano section was missing. Um, So I learned dedication despite what you're going through. Mm. You know, I I learned that stick to itiveness, you know what I mean? To keep going. I learned all that growing up. And so it served me well. I didn't understand what it was for, but now in life I go, oh, mm. that's why that, oh, that's why that mm. lesson happened. And mm. so it just made me appreciate it. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change any of it. I really, really wouldn't. Mm. Oh my goodness. And you know what? That is a word that is, what I've heard that so many times. And I know I, I, you don't hear all the wonderful things that are said about you. You're just face down doing the thing that God's called you to do, but resilient strong warrior. And those names don't come easily. I can only imagine uh, the the trial by fire being forged by fire. Um, mm-hmm. That thick skin, you're saying it's legacy. It's, it's what you've learned passed down to you, but also like just stuff. Yeah. Stuff, tears and going and moving. And, you know, you have a responsibility 
before you, but real life is happening. Right. You got to do what you got to do. Right. You know, I cannot tell you how many times me and Tina stopped after singing Can't Give Give Up Now and just hugged each other on stage right there. You know what I mean? Or while singing yesterday, like real tears coming, you know, and then from there, you just go to shackles. I just want to praise you. I want my life to praise you. I want my choices to praise you and give you glory. I want what I do to glorify you. Right. And sometimes that means in the trenches and in the rough stuff. God works through trials. We know that to be true, even though it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But when the father refines you, you are always the better for it. Yeah. And you can always share that testimony. And here's what I love about God bringing you on the other side. It's so good on the good side that you don't focus on the bad side because the good is so consuming. The love is so great. The peace is so unexplainable. The joy is so full. So even Mm. though you went through some tough stuff, the way God brings Mm. you out Mm. just allows you to smile and encourage people and let them know, man, but wait till you get here. Mm. Just keep going. Just hang on. Mm. Wait till you get to this point. I I love that. Yeah. I I thank you for that. Thank you for encouraging us that way. And I want to talk about that good side. I want to talk about those moments that God brings you out. You know, when Mm -hmm. we, when we look at you and we, when we look at people that we consider, um, you know, in the forefront public eye, we Mm -hmm. always see the wins. We always see the celebrations and the accolades and it, it, it is no mistake that God's hand is clearly on your life, Erica, clearly just, just the favor of God. And, you know, I, I even think about the most recently, I wanted to say a quick congratulations. I heard that your song, uh, feel all right. Blessed is like top 20 blazing the billboard charts. Even now, as we speak, like just anything you seem to put your hands to, it's very Psalm one, your life, like God's just like the wind of God is behind your back. Mm-hmm. But what I love about you, and, I, and I'm not speaking on behalf of all of Christianity, but I feel like God can trust you with it uh, because there's this humility about you. And I wanted to ask you, I thought if I ever get you in the room, how do you navigate the tension between like celebritum, Christianity? Mm-hmm. How do you stay grounded yeah. and humbled in all of that, Erica? Um. Again, my my upbringing, my uncle, um, who wasn't highly educated, but was anointed by God. Mm. He would say all the time, I ain't all that and you ain't either. (laughs) But for the grace of God, your story could be different. Love it. This is the grace of God. This is not Mm. the brilliant strategy and money and finance. And even though I have that, it is the hand of Jesus Christ that opens these doors. Um, And for a long time, I would say, Lord, Whatever door you open for me, I'll walk through. So when you first start doing interviews, I didn't know any better. They always want to know what else you're doing. Well, when I first came out, it was just shackles. I didn't, I, I didn't, I just go to church and then we put out this song and God blessed it. So they would ask all the other things that you were doing and I didn't have anything. So my default answer was, I'll, you know, I, whatever door God opens for me, I'll walk through. And I think God kept hearing me say that and he started opening doors. And I knew it was no goodness of my own because I, we had come from a time where we had managers and strategists and all these things and the things that we were trying to achieve, Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't happening at all. And then all of a sudden we take our hands off and say, okay, Lord, whatever you want to do. And then it's just like thing after thing after thing. And I'm like, wow, wow, this is what happens when we take our hands off the wheel. And so there's no way I can walk in a room and be arrogant or act crazy or funny with anybody. First of all, I'm here because of God's grace, but because the people bought the record, because Mm -hmm. the people listened. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for the people. I I just, I think it's, it's just wrong and insensitive to treat the very people that got you there 
like they're trash. Wow. So um, I appreciate people. And I remember, you know, when I wanted it, I remember when I was waiting my turn and everybody wasn't always nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Everybody didn't have encouraging things to say. Yeah. You know, everybody didn't accept me or wow. me and my sister. And so I never want to be that way. Be that. I always want to encourage people and give them something to hold on to. I don't know how many no's they've heard. I don't know right. how they've been discouraged or how someone has tried to minimize their gift, you know, whether it is a preacher or a singer or whatever you do. I know we all go through that. So I always wonder, especially with what God has given me this position that I'm so, so grateful for. Mm. I know if I say something, it might hold a little weight. Yeah. So I'll reach out to an artist that's not with a major label. I'll reach out to an independent mm. musician and just encourage them. I'll post somebody that maybe they don't have a following. I have nothing to gain right. from telling people about you. It's literally to encourage you. And so mm. I always want to be a good steward over all that God has given me. I never want to, I don't want to stand before the father and he go, it was never about me. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm serious about seeing Jesus and hearing well done. Wow. And I, I don't, even if I'm at the airport and someone's rude and someone's obnoxious, I go, but you're the believer in the room. What are you going to do? Wow. What are you going to say? Wow. How are you going to respond? You know, you don't, you don't get the privilege of flying off the handle and cause you're supposed to have discipline and self-control, right? That's what I'm supposed yeah. to add to my faith. Yeah. So, you know, I just try to live that out. Cause when I, I don't know if the, everybody else's Holy Ghost works like this, but when I lay down at night, if I've done something yeah. kind of off, yeah, I get that spiritual tap on my shoulder. Like, so you're going to call and apologize? You're going to repent? So yeah. I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to do the right thing. I'm just going to live right, period. Treat people right. And remember that it's about you and not yeah. me. I'm so, I'm, thank you for sharing that openly. And you didn't have to be so vulnerable. And that's what I love about you, Erica. And I wonder, because I know you're good for it. What, what do, what are we getting wrong? What do we, what do we get wrong about the pressure that you're truly under? Cause I think we can get caught up, as you said, in all the forward facing stuff, but there's a real mm -hmm. life. There's a real, um, a trial, there's real hearts, real skin, flesh, bone. Um, mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about the pressure that is, uh, being a Christian, uh, public, uh, forward facing preacher, speaker, uh, act just everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. First I'm in the flesh, just like everybody else. This hurts. This gets uncomfortable. Mm. I get nervous. My heart gets broken. Mm. I'm disappointed just like everybody else. Yeah. Um, that's good. And you just have to keep going. Yeah. You know, I've been betrayed people that I love, you know, there's been things that have been misunderstood and I hate being misunderstood. Mm. And I used to spend a lot of time trying to explain, explain. myself. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not, no, no, no. That's not what it was. Oh, no, no, no. You know, and if they choose to believe something negative about you, mm -hmm. nothing that you say is going to change it. So you just that's keep living. And wow. that's what you have to do. You that's... just have to keep living. And I know we're in a time where everybody wants to vindicate themselves, but God never told me to fight my battles. He told me he would. You know what I mean? I don't have to go in a room afraid of what someone will say or do. He never told me to trust people. He told me to trust him. And so I tell people, even if I walk in a room full of devils, I got enough Holy Ghost power living on the inside of me that God will take good care of me. So I don't have to say, oh, I can't go there because they don't. My assignment might be right in the middle of the lion's den. My assignment might be in the dark place and in the valley. And everybody won't understand. And someone will have something to say. But if someone's life is changed, then to God be the glory. 
And I really want people to be encouraged. I know what it feels like mm -hmm. to be in pain and have to get up and encourage. All my songs are encouraging. Yes. All my songs are telling people everything's going to be okay. I don't, I don't sing sad gospel. You know what I mean? And so sometimes I think it's unfair. I'm like, this, this song today, I have to sing this song today. Mm -hmm. Father, this one. Wow. You know, can I fight back sometimes? Yeah. Can I stand up? Can I, you know, expose them on Facebook like everybody wants to do? And God so says, mm-mm, you can't. You're an example. You're like, so goodness. So, I, <laughs> I have to let, trust him to fight those battles. I have to trust him to fight those. Listen, and, and while, you're, while you're, you're preaching hard, I think I'm just going to call the choir to come right now and uh, to sing nearer my God to thee. We're going to take, take up the offering. Put me in E flat. Listen, this woman... <laughs> came on this show to preach the place down. I was blessed. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that for me. Um, you know what? I want you to continue. You're, you're in a teaching vein. The last three years, I would say for everyone, when you think pandemic and racial yeah. divide and tensions yeah. and economic down, it, it has been nuts. <laughs> it has been insane. It's probably the most, it's almost at a level where people are like, Lord, are you coming? <laughs> it, it's apocalyptic almost. And I, and I wonder, I wonder what, what are the big lessons you've been learning as you're watching and seeing all of this unfold? What's, mm -hmm. what keeps coming up for Erica? Hmm. That God is not clueless. He's aware of what's going on. We can take ourselves back to Bible times. You know, when Jesus came, they thought, kill the Romans. That's what he came to do. And so a lot of times when we're going through, we're saying, kill the bad guy. God loves all his children. The bad guy is the devil, the enemy. Yeah. It's Satan himself yeah. who may use some people, but he's sitting in the corner laughing at us as the body of Christ fights each other over who's right. Come we on. can't win the world because we're trying to take credit for things that God, only God can do. So we're trying to legislate sin. So then there's certain souls we don't want to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're so bothered and frustrated by people's choices that we don't realize we're supposed to be extending the love of Christ. So they actually say, I want your Jesus. Mm, and so I always go, where's this reflective in the world? What's going on now? This level of chaos. Where have I seen this before? Oh, Babylon, maybe. Right. <laughs> Children right. of Israel, maybe. Right. We've seen this before. This is not new. It feels new. But if there's nothing new under the sun, Satan uses the same tricks. Mm. He may dress it differently, may look differently. It's the same envy. It's the same anger. It's the same religiosity. It's the same self-righteousness. It's the same lust. Yes, ma'am. You know, it's the same strongholds. Yeah. Um, I went to an, uh, an event over the weekend, a marriage conference, and they were talking about strongholds. And we always want to pull the strongholds down, but sometimes we need to pull the stronghold up. Wow. Because it's something that has a stronghold on us that we've taken ownership of. And God wants to deliver you and set you free. And you're saying, well, God, I, I have the right to hold on to this because they did this, this, this. God, I have the right to be angry with them when the scripture tells us be angry and sin not. Come on. You know, so a lot of times we justify, you know, the infighting within the church. Or yeah. The infighting with the world and instead of trying to win them. Everything that Jesus did, it made religious people upset because it didn't make sense. You're too, you're Jesus. You can't hang around them. How can I save them? How can I win them? How can I love them? How can I show them mercy and grace if I'm staying away to keep my nice, clean Christianity clean? Sometimes it has to get messy. Yes. Sometimes it has to get touchy and sticky and uncomfortable because you have to get in the mess 
to help straighten it. You know, you can't straighten it from your nice tower sitting in your nice, pristine, clean church wow. and sanctuary. You've got to get you know I mean? in there with you them. You've got to get in it with them. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I can't. I, I need to take a breath. Usa, listen, you are just, you are just, <laughs> the anointing on your life is so strong. Um, okay. So the past, I, I've been watching you as many, okay. I've, I'll just say I've, I stalk. Okay. But don't, I don't want any prison sentences. Stalk in a healthy way. People calm <laughs> yeah. down, calm down. <laughs> I follow her on Instagram, calm down people, but you have 3.1 million followers, just an incredible poll. And you launched something recently that I loved. It was called Erica's prayers. Yes. And I wanted to know what role has prayer prayed in, played in your life? And, and why is that such a big passion of yours? It's been everything. My, I grew up, my father always prayed at 5 a.m. And so I could always wake up and come in the living room and see my father on his knees. Mm. And even when he and my mom were having issues and difficulties, I'd call and, oh, daddy's at a shut-in. Mm. And um, in the end of his life, he would say, I didn't always get it right. Mm. I just kept trying. I, I wanted my family. I wanted the things to be right. I kept, just kept trying. Mm. I saw prayer as the thread <sighs> that held us together, sometimes loosely, sometimes tight. Sometimes the, you know, sometimes the thread was frayed and pulled and all these things. Mm. Um, but it was this, I was always in a shut-in, always on the altar. Someone was always laying hands on me. Um, I remember when I really wanted to get the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and I was praying, praying, praying. And, and um, it was a Tuesday night uh, youth prayer. We would have youth prayer. I'm so sorry. Um, not right now. No, thank you. Come back later, please. <laughs> Housekeeping. Sorry. That's okay. okay. We'll take <laughs> Hey, I love going. it. I love it. And so polite. Oh. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thanks. And so it was like, stop it. Right. Stop knocking on the door. I'm working. Oh, well, um, okay. Let me, let me throw the question to you again. Is that okay? Yes, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, goodness, Erica, I'm just, I'm just so blessed by this whole conversation. And, you know, I, I healthily follow you in, in a very safe way. We could say it's borderline stalking, but I just want you to stay calm. <laughs> There's it's no stalking. Fine. I appreciate it. It's love. That's it's how all I love. see it. It's all love. People, <laughs> calm down. Um, but you have 3.1 million followers and, and this incredible pull and platform. And I noticed that recently you launched uh, Erica's Prayers. Oh, my goodness. And it got me thinking. I wondered what role prayer has played played in your life and why you're so passionate about prayer? So prayer has been everything in my life. From a young girl, I remember my father um, being on his knees at 5 a.m. in the morning. So I'm stumbling up to go to the restroom as a little girl and I see daddy praying. Um, even sometimes I, you'd see a sister or two on our knees beside him praying as well. Um, it was the thread that held our family together, sometimes even loosely. Um, because even with the difficulty that him and my mom had, mm. um, we still prayed. Mm. We were still in shut-ins. Um, it was always prayer. Mm. So when I started doing the radio show, I, I wasn't the public prayer. I wasn't the one that would pray out loud. I was always kind of shy to pray. But one of the days on the radio show, I opened the show in prayer. And I said, well, if you open in prayer, you should close in prayer. And then my assistant was like, we should record these. And so we started recording them, putting them online. And 
I don't know, people just start really appreciating, mm-hmm. appreciate them. And I, kept, I was going, I'm praying publicly. Like, am I really doing I love this? It. I you know, I had it. years of practice by myself, um, but it was just a desire just to talk to the father. And I'm not, I'm, I don't consider myself super churchy. Like I don't speak yeah. Christianese, you know, I love that great about father you. who reigneth on high with my, like, I don't, <laughs> You know, it's like, God, man, thank you, God. You're so cool. <laughs> be so thy good. thou, be thy thou, yep. Yeah, and so I think that the for the person that's afraid to pray because they feel like they don't have the words, yeah. um, my simple language allows them to go, I can do that. Oh, I, I can pray that. like that, you know? And so I'm always excited about that. I still, you know, because I grew up in a churchy culture, I want to use the these and thous because I feel like that's like real prayer. Right. You know, and my, my prayers are just these simple prayers, like, you know, to open the show and close the show. But I've heard so many great things from people mm. who said I literally learned how to pray listening to you because I didn't have the language. I didn't know what to say. I don't know scriptures. I don't but know. It, but it's I don't those, speak Christianese. Yeah, it's those simple so, prayers. But I think all God really wants is our yeah. heart. Yeah. Yeah. He wants a real conversation from yes. your heart. Yeah. So that's what I try to give. Oh, I love that. And it's, it is those simple prayers that connect. And that is, and it's, it's this beautiful down to earth authenticity that you carry that, uh, that, that causes us all to connect with you and almost feel like we know you in some way, which is beautiful. Um, I know that you've been asked this next question a thousand times and I almost I hesitate to ask you this cause I'm going to be like the 1800th person, but I, but I am, I'm absolutely convinced that the answer has deepened over time and has changed because of what you're going through. So I am going to ask it in this season. When you hear the word worship, what does worship mean to you now? And what would you say to anyone that's stumbling, watching this or listening that is just struggling to connect Mm. to God in that way? For me, Worship allows me to take my eyes off of me and put it on him. Um, worship allows me to lavish my love on the Father, to get in his presence and be as broken as I need to be, as broken as I am sometimes. And he gets it, you know. He never says, go clean yourself up and then come back and worship. I can bring all my junk and lay it at the feet of the Father. And in worship, I forget that it's there, especially when you really plug in, because a lot of times we, we, we use worship as a tool. And I, I think the father understands that. I think he understands when, when our hearts are crying out. Um, but sometimes it's like, whether you do it or not, I know you can. Whether it's fixed or not, I know you're capable. And so I'll praise you for that. I'll glorify you for that. You know, I'll exalt you for your goodness, for your creation, for making me, for sacrificing your life for me. I'll, I'll worship you for that and until I see whatever it is. I'm, I'm not here to ask you for anything. I just want to sit at your feet. I just, I just need your presence. I just yeah. need your power. I need so your love. Cool. I just need to feel you. Yeah. And it becomes so therapeutic and healing mm-hmm. um, in places of worship and empowering too. After, so we just had this prayer, praise, and testimony service at our church. And then after that, Saturday night, Sunday morning service was explosive. And I promise you, it was like Monday and Tuesday. And I felt like, okay, Jesus, okay, I need to come down now. I, wow. I, I just felt this spiritual high like all day. Like I was telling my husband after service was over, I was like, is this what you feel after you preach? And he said, sometimes Jesus doesn't let you go. And he just holds on. And it's so sweet. 
and so good. And so for anybody who struggles, yeah, you know, and with worship, you know what I mean? I don't know what to say. Just get in his presence and let him do what he does. That's good. It was a moment in that that Sunday service when God was moving and I kept going, yeah, because I was looking at what was happening in the room. I was watching the room transform right before my eyes. I was seeing people who I'd never seen worship or lift their hands, lift their hands and cry. And I was going, yeah, go, Jesus, do it. Do your thing in this room, Jesus. It was just, it was there I go with my street language for the father, but I mean, he gets it. I love it. <laughs> love it. Wow. I love that. And you know, um, has it ever been hard for you, I wonder, in those times? So here's someone who is literally, their entire ministry is to lead generations and nations of people into worship. Oh yeah. What does it look oh, like for yeah. you when you have not been able to find that connection? It looks like this. <laughs> for those that don't see, she's just standing there with her hands just straight up. <laughs> Yeah. With the what what when is it gonna change? I'm lifting my hands because I'm <sighs> supposed to. I don't feel a thing, but in obedience to you, Father, mm. I will lift my hands. Mm. I, I I feel like this is unfair what I'm going through. I feel I feel like I've 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 been working for you my whole and life. That's Everything's real. right. And that's so real. But I'm gonna lift my hands. Yeah. And I remember being in a in a church service and I, you know, it was one of those days where, you know, my lips are pursed and turned to the left and my hands are up. And I'm like, Lord, can you just, can you just let me feel something, please? Anything but this. And I felt the father hit me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I really did. And I knew in that moment that everything would be okay. And that's what I held on to until it got to the joy, until it got to the better. Not better yet, but it will be. And that's usually my answer when people ask, are you okay? I'll go, no, but I will be. I remember when we found out my husband had cancer. It was right before we were making uh, the sound record um, Goodness. You know, with Go Get It and God and Me and all these songs. Yes. And um, he called and gave me the news. And the lady at the counter asked me what was going on because I went to the knee. I went to my knees on the floor. I literally hit the floor when he told me the doctor said oh I had goodness. cancer. And she said, are you OK? And I said, no, but I will be. Like even in that moment of the worst news I could ever hear in my life. My answer was from my soul. No, but I will be. And it's okay to, to not be okay. God, it, God doesn't get bothered when you say, I, I'm just not happy right now. This doesn't feel good. I'm tired of this. I'm overwhelmed. My heart is broken. My goddaughter, who's 27, just lost her five-year-old son. He had a seizure and a, um, an asthma attack. So and he sorry. was a little preacher that loved to praise God all the time. I'm so sorry. And she has worshiped her way through this. She has prayed her way through. through this. So I know it works. I know it works. I've seen God do it. Oh, man. But you've got to trust him. I'm you so thankful. Uh, yeah, you've got to trust him. And I, I just wanted you to just say that one more time, because that, that to me is a life-changing word. Before you get to joy. You just get to the knowledge that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I <sighs> hope that someone was blessed by that. I know I was. That is literally, there is someone that needed that exact word. 
And, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm sensitive here and I feel, I just feel the Holy spirit and I, I, I don't even want to transition just yet. So I'm going to just, I'm going to go to the next question and jump back to the other one. Um, okay. I always say, Erica, that the storms in our life, we're talking about like what happens in the storm, in the rock mm-hmm. bottom moments of our lives. I always say mm-hmm. when I preach and, and speak that the s- storms of our life are our greatest teachers. We learn the yes. most right? They will teach you who God is. You don't know really, you could sing about it, pray about it, teach about it. But until you have empty cupboards and see God Mm -hmm. provide until you have a loved one, as you said, or you yourself are on the sick bed and you see God sustain. That's when Mm -hmm. that word healer Roha becomes something so different and and concrete. Yes. It'll also teach you about others. This is the thing I love about storms. I would say, if you want to know who your friends are, you want to know who your tribe is? Go through a massive crisis and just watch mm-hmm. and just watch what happens sis, and see mm-hmm. who, who's galvanizing around you and who, who, yes. who's dropping off the grid. And then the last thing it teaches you is about yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't know how strong you are until you go through a storm. You don't know the resilience, as you said, that you have. Yeah. And so all of that to ask, um, what have the rock bottom moments you've been sharing quite a few? What have mm-hmm. they taught you about God? What have they taught you about Erica? And what have they mm-hmm. taught you about others? I think in storms and trials, you, you learn who you really are. We say who we are, right? And we post who we are and we tell people who we are and we testify. Right. But you don't really know the level of strength you have until you've been tested, until you're carrying heavy, heavy weight. Yeah. I remember um, I was struggling with fibroids for quite a few years. And I was singing. And I'd be on stage and I'd be praying for strength because I'd literally feel like I was about to pass out. And I'm like, God, I'm singing for you. Like, I'm anemic. I'm having to get blood transfusions. Um, my legs hurt when I walk upstairs. And I'm supposed to sing God and me and all these songs that require dancing and jumping. Oh, my goodness. I was like, Lord, if you don't heal me, I can't do this. I can't work for you if you don't heal me. Um, I went to a service and. Um, this lady was telling her testimony about how God healed her. And when she shared her testimony, I said, Father, if you just extend the same grace to me that you extended to her, I'll give you praise and I'll testify about it. Mm-hmm. If you just extend the same grace to me that you extended to her, I promise you, I'll encourage someone else who's going through this storm. And so I was praying that God would heal me. God would heal me. God would heal me. Um, and it got worse before it got better. And so I said, Lord, I. I'd had two fibroid surgeries and I was like, Lord, can you just let this thing like fall out of my body? Like, I don't want another surgery. So I go to the doctor and yeah, I mean, don't mean to be graphic. And, and, you know, she's doing the exam and she said, it's like, it's like this thing is trying to fall out of your body. She said, it's, it's hanging on to a vein that is twisted and stopped the blood from flowing. So that's why you haven't had your flow. She said, but I want you to go across the street and they'll just snip it and it's done. And I didn't have to, that was the end of it. Wow. And, and I never had any problems after that, but all the while I'm still ministering. I'm still singing. I'm still serving at my church, still serving in women's ministry, still singing on the worship team, still doing all those things. I was in choir rehearsal and I was singing and I got lightheaded and I said, just bring me a chair. And I sat down and they were going, first lady, are you okay? And I was going, no, but I will be. 
But I was like, Lord, I'm here. Hey, if you don't tell me to sit down and lay down, I'm going to keep working for you. And I'll just believe that you are going to heal me. And he did. Yeah. He did. Like but I had to trust him through that. Mm. And I didn't stop. I kept serving him mm. while I was waiting on my healing. And, and he did it. Wow. And what did you learn about yourself during that time? Was there any thing that surprised you about you in that moment? That I didn't quit because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Because those, you know, when there's something wrong with your body, you feel broken. Yep. You know, you feel, you feel off. You feel like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I wanted to stop many times, all of it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to church. I'm just going to lay in this bed until yeah. it all gets better. Just, just white flag. I'm done. And <laughs> the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me. And even that felt unfair. Mm. I was like, other people get to quit. Other pe- Yeah, that's honest. Um, Wow. But that that wasn't my path. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, if you give me the strength, I'll go. If you give me what I need, I'll go. I always say, Father, give me what I need to be all that I need. Give me what I need to be what you called me to be. And so if you tell me to go, even if I'm limping, I'll go. If you tell me to go, even if I'm uncomfortable and sometimes even in pain, I will go. Mm. So, wow. And to the, I, I learned that I can keep going. <laughs> that's learned, what I learned. Right. Right. You learned that you could keep, man, that's so good that, that you can get back up again. I always say, ju- just get back up. And so Absolutely. you, you got back up and you, and you went again. And I wonder what's your word of encouragement for, as we're in this topic for someone at rock bottom right now, what mm. would you say? Someone at the bottom, I would say, hold on to Jesus. I would say he's with you even though it doesn't feel like it because your version of him being with you means rainbows and flowers. And sometimes his version of being with you means Valley. You know, it means stony ground. Whoa. Yea, though I walk through the Valley of the shadow of death. Come on. Right. Come I will on. fear no evil. You're walking through. He's with you in the Valley. You're there not because you're forgotten, but because there's purpose in the valley. Come there's on. something you're going to learn in the tough times, yes. in the brokenness that feels embarrassing and you don't want anybody to know what's going on yes. because you feel humiliated. But if you stay with God in that storm, yes. if you realize the rock of your salvation is Jesus Christ and not anything else, hold on to him. Not any substance, no substitutes to escape and get away, but it is in worship. And it is dedication to your prayer and fasting that will carry you through. I promise you, God's way gets God's results. You have to pick the cross over culture because culture says defend yourself. You You have to choose the cross and the cross is bloody and there's splinters and it's uncomfortable and it's embarrassing to carry a cross in front of people. But if you choose the cross over the comfort of the culture, Mm. you gain the victory. Mm. Uh, I'm so glad I brought my running shoes. I'm just going to take a quick lap. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me, let me do, let me do two Pentecostal laps right quick. Um, yes. Oh, Pentecostal. Nine. Absolutely. 
and 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 can you can you hear it guys can you hear the preacher coming out just unreal the every you're just as soon as you drop something i catch it you drop something else i'm just i'm i'm just i'm having a time over here i need to just calm <laughs> down it is everything you are everything and more that i that i knew you would be it it, it is it is uh it's the oil it's that pressed pressed oil, the purest oil, you, you are moving and operating at a different level. Eric, I know you've heard, I mean, who am I to even say this, this little person over in Canada, but something has happened. Your mantle has shifted. The anointing on your life has elevated. And I, for one, am just saying more God more do it. Um, I want to begin to wind down. We've, we've, we've talked about some real heavy things. I want to talk about a little bit of a mountaintop. We can go to the mountaintop a little bit. Yes. <laughs> I want to talk about this incredible new sort of like chapter of your life uh, and this powerful new movie called Pride, Seven yes. Deadly Sins, executive produced by Bishop T.D. Jakes. It's now airing on Lifetime, guys. Go watch it. Go see it. It's unreal. The reviews are incredible. I want to know, Erica, what was that experience like for you? doing that and 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 do you feel like this is a new chapter for Erica Campbell? Well, I, you know, I can definitely feel God opening doors for me. I actually did a lot of acting. I was in a lot of stage plays and you know, there's a, a movie or two sprinkled in over the times. Um but recently uh, the calls have kind of been coming and I'm super grateful for it. And again, it goes back to Lord, I'll walk through any door you open for me. And I believe when he gives you something, even if you're not using it now, sometimes it's a different season of in, of your life that God decides to use you in this space. And so I'm just grateful that he's opening the doors and having a lot, a lot of fun. I actually so good. Uh, am in Atlanta because I just filmed um, uh, season two of Kingdom Business. Yes. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, so, you know, I'm just having fun with it you know, acting and it's, it's pretty cool. I'm grateful for it. I love it. Is it getting easier as you go? Do you find? Um, no, I'm always nervous. <laughs> uh, I always have to dial myself back. <laughs> I always have to go, okay, relax. It's going yeah. to be okay. Yeah. They called you because you're capable. Absolutely. You know? So I always have to do all those things. Absolutely. And you're an, you're an absolute natural. I would, I would have thought that you had done like serious acting lessons. Like it's, it's just, it naturally flows out of you and you're convincing in the characters and I'm excited. I'm excited for what God's doing. Yeah. And, and speaking of that, I'd love to know like anything we can look out for anything that's coming up that you want to hint to that Canada could just be waiting, chomping at the bit to see and, and listen to. Ah, well, um, I'm not sure when kingdom business comes out, but as you said, pride is out. My new song, feel all right, blessed. Uh, is doing well. You can stream that. Um, yes. Along with my song Positive, I'm working on my new album, and that's coming later this year. And I'm going on tour. I don't know that Canada's on the list, but we should probably put Canada on the Ooh, list. Yes, please. Um, and come there. Um, but yeah, my daughter's in college, her first year at Spelman in Atlanta. Wow. Um, my two youngest are doing great. My youngest is a dancer, and my son is playing in the Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles. So they're doing well. The church is doing well. My husband's doing well. God is just, God is so, so good. God is so good. So I'm just appreciative and, you know, just really being attentive to what he wants me to do. Yeah. You know, in in the good season, sometimes it's good to take, it's easy to take everything. And I'm like, no, Lord, I still only want what you have designed for me. I only want to walk through the doors that you have opened for me. Right. And so um, just keeping my 
my ear to the heart of the father as to, you know, what else is coming in this next season. Oh, guys. Well, I, I just it's been it's been an incredible time. I you know, as we wind down, I've got one last surprise question for you. I, I, I didn't I didn't send it to your people. I know you're good for it. I love to do this. Every guest I ask this question and the answers have never been duplicated. It's unbelievable. Uh, but before okay. I ask that, I just want to encourage everyone to go stream uh, feeling positive. Go stream. Uh, it's it's blessed. It's called. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's called feel all right. Blessed. Feel, feel all right. Blessed. And and uh-huh. watch watch Pride on Lifetime. Let's get behind Erica and support anything that she's putting out. She is one of the real ones, one of the authentic ones in the kingdom. And we're just so, so thankful for your ministry. Well, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I, I think so. Okay. This one's easy. Super easy. All you have to do is finish the sentence. That's it. So okay. it, kind of in light of our conversation and all of the encouragement you've been giving us, all the lessons you've learned along the way. Um, answer any way you feel led. Finish this sentence. Um, Erica, it's time for what? It's time for what? You know, I would say, Erica, it's time for more. And that may sound strange to someone because I do a lot, um, but I feel the push of God Mm -hmm. and I'm excited about it because if God believes in me, then I should believe in me. Mm. And whatever he's telling me to do has purpose, has destiny, has provision, and has everything that I need. Um, I literally, I was in a service the other day, and that was the word they kept saying, more. There's more, more than you expect, more than you've imagined. And so I am excited about more. I love that. Okay, I'm going to flip it on you. Now, this one's for us. You preach hard now. Yes. What is it not? time for speak to us what is it not time for it's not time for overextending yourself it's not time to play god in people's lives Um, it's not time to quit it's 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 not time to carry other people's burdens it's time to care without carrying it to the extent that it weighs you down and then you can't walk in purpose um it's time to say yes um It's time to recalibrate. You know, Jesus is really coming back and we've really got to tell people that he's coming. So it's just, it's not time to sit back and be polite with your loved ones. Mm. It's time to get in and get your hands dirty, you know, to help people to get to their level of freedom and their level of deliverance and their level of victory. So, yeah, that's what I think. Well, We've ended our trail walk, our uh, our coffee chat. Uh, I feel like we were in a beautiful, beautiful setting, just walking and talking. You are such a beautiful teacher and you teach out of your life. You teach out of your wounds. Please, please continue to do so. We need it. We need authenticity out here. There's too much of fake. And I'm just so glad that there's someone that is just so real till it hurts. And I, I just bless you. Thank you for being on the path with us. My pleasure to be on the path with you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I can't even begin to tell you how much this conversation blessed my life. I'm sure you heard it. All the oohs, all the ahs. You heard me just talking over her. I was so excited uh, with everything that she was saying. This is a woman who has lived out her life publicly publicly. 
and has not withheld any of those lessons. I'm so thankful for Erica Campbell for taking the time to be with us on the path and sharing out of the stories and the lessons from her life. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were blessed. And I'm taking this one away. That before I can find joy, that before I can get to the place of joy, sometimes the first step is just remembering that God has me, that God's got this. I may not be good now, but I know that I will be. Goodness, I don't know where you are in your situation, but I pray that you grab a hold of this truth and that you know that God is in the midst of your situation. He is working it out for you. And it may not feel like it now, but know that God's got you. Well, until then, guys, keep living, keep learning, keep loving, and let's keep worshiping God through it all. I'll see you on the path. Thank you for listening to On the Path podcast with Cheryl Nemhard, brought to you by Fight for Freedom, educating, empowering, and equipping community members by raising awareness and training others surrounding the issues of sex trafficking. For more information or to donate, go to fightforfreedom.ca. Please like, download, and subscribe. This has been an Exusia Media production.